meet at the gap. We told people, meet at the gap. Now, it would sound like we were riding the London Underground or we were going to a particularly strange geographical or architectural location, but it was really just the parking lot of the Gap clothing store on downtown Main Street, Port Jefferson, Long Island. Every Palm Sunday, the churches in the village would gather at the parking lot of the Gap and bless the palms, and then each of the churches and all the people would take a palm branch and we would march up Main Street, waving our palms and singing. And then as we came to each church, we would peel off, and Presbyterians, we were one of the first churches, so on days when it was particularly rainy or nasty out, we appreciated the short march. The Catholics had the longest walk. A police car led the way. We did not create too much of a stir. Perhaps it was a disturbance for disrupting the traffic on 25A, but I would suspect that mostly we were a curiosity. Those who may have experienced the disturbance the most were those who waited at the church for the procession to arrive and then suddenly the doors would open and the marchers would come through. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the text says that the city was in turmoil. That Greek word for turmoil literally means to shake or the earth to shift quake. Literally, the people are shaken by this parade of poor people and beggars and little children waving their palm branch and singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, hooray, which can also mean save us, save us, Jesus, save us. And the people took off their cloaks and the people, the adults, the older people, the beggars, all said, save us, Jesus, save us. Now, it is true that the people are proclaiming Jesus as king. It is Christ's victory parade. For the son of David, King David, has come to retake Jerusalem. It is the return of the king. The conqueror of the Romans will claim power once again. Save us, Jesus. But do the people in Jerusalem who are so shaken, do they honestly believe that this wandering rabbi and little children are truly going to overthrow Pilate and Herod and Caesar? What is so frightening? I think the donkey scares them. In Matthew, there's a donkey and a colt, two animals. Now, how Jesus rides two animals at the same time is quite interesting. 
almost all of that scripture reading that we heard at the beginning of the worship service was about the donkeys. As soon as Jesus says we're going to enter Jerusalem, he sends his disciples. And it is as if it is prearranged that these animals would be there and there are specific words to say. These animals are especially important to Jesus. Matthew is making the point that Jesus is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah Isaiah Zechariah spoke. Rejoice, shout aloud, Jerusalem, your king comes to you, triumphant, victorious, humble, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, in Hebrew poetry, there is this thing called synonymous parallelism. Parallelism. Parallel. Peril. In which the second line is an echo of the first line, just in different words with the same meaning. So for Zechariah, there was only one donkey. (laughs) But if you take this through the years and it is translated into Greek, somehow there ends up to be two. Matthew wants his people to know that Jesus is riding Zechariah's donkey. The donkey that carries the king who rides not a war horse, but will cut off the chariot and the war horse, and the battle bow, and all of the instruments of war, and he shall command peace. And they shall beat their swords into pruning hooks and their spears into plowshares. Jesus is riding Zechariah's donkey. Jesus is the one for whom the world has yearned. The Prince of Peace, Son of David, Messiah, the one to save the people from the missiles and the bombs that will be no more. And the children shout, save us, Jesus. Save us. The children shout. When my daughters were young, they watched a lot of princess movies. The Barbie Princess movies can really be quite feminist. I think. But my daughter did not want to be a princess. She wanted to be king. And she wrapped a blanket around her body and proclaimed, I king. Her understanding of what a king came was the one who wears the robe. Jesus bases his understanding of king on his understanding of God and on God's rule, on God's kingdom. Jesus understands God as the one who rules not with military might, though God is mighty, almighty. And God is the one who rules not by force, though God is forceful as the thunder over the waters. 
And God rules not by the ability to control or defeat or to destroy. Though God has power to do all of these things, this is not how Jesus understands how God chooses to use God's power. The God Jesus knows rules with compassion and forgiveness and justice and love. It is a different kind of power, a different kind of king, a different kind of understanding of God, and it shakes up Jerusalem, and the people are in a turmoil. If we are honest with ourselves, it might shake us up too. Because we like superheroes to save us. Superheroes with superpowers and superhuman strength. I went online to just look at the Marvel comic movies. And there are seemingly hundreds of Marvel Marvel comic heroes with all sorts of different superpowers. Iron Man is clad with iron and invincible. There are the Avengers and the X-Men. Marvel Comics is now the top movie franchise of all time. They all save the world with their superhuman strength and the best hand-to-hand combat and expert assassin. They are indestructible and invincible. But Jesus does not have superhuman powers. And he isn't indestructible. And after he shakes things up with his donkey ride through the city, he goes to the temple to turn over tables and shake up the money changers who are exploiting the poor. And day by day, all throughout this week, he will shake up the priests and the scribes, the authorities, the religious authorities, challenging them day by day. And he doesn't stop. He finally preaches on the judgment of the nations. And he said, God will judge the nations. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and sick and in prison and you cared for me. These are the nations of God's salvation. When you do it to the least of these, my children, it is after this teaching that Jesus is arrested and charged with blasphemy, a crime against the religious, and charged with treason crime against the empire. He stands before Pilate and will not defend himself. Where is the power? 
Where is the strength? He is convicted. He is sentenced to die. But we don't want a savior who dies. Truth be told, we'd all like to skip over this week and pretend that Jesus took a long nap. This is not what we get in Jesus. We get one who rides a donkey. We get one who loves us enough to be with us when the city or the nation or the world is in turmoil. One who will continue to insist that compassion, not violence, will be that which saves humanity. One who is with us when we are in pain or suffering ourselves. The one who loves all the good in this world too much to let it all go to hell. But will face even hell to love us back to life. The one great hour of sharing offering that we receive today, at least one of their projects in the self-development of people, is to get poor women in Africa donkeys. Donkeys are the lowest of the low. Only poor people want donkeys. And even then, poor men won't even take them. So the donkeys are left to the women. But that's really okay because often the oxen are too heavy for the women to control, whereas the donkeys are lighter and more easy. The donkeys will survive an illness whereas the oxen are, in fact, more fragile and will die. The donkeys aren't as fast, but they keep going. Zechariah's donkey. An image that kept coming to mind as I wrote this sermon was the image of the Women's March on Washington. This is what power looks like. The rising up of a great no to abuse and violence, and a great yes to respect equality, and the power of people coming together in a commitment to peace and compassion. It was a crowded day, and there were a lot of people, all kinds of people, and signs and hats and flags even. But when I think back and I remember it and I remember looking out on all those crowds, now I think I saw a donkey. Or maybe a donkey and a colt. And I bet it was Zacharias. Amen.